Welcome to what may seem. My name is Host, and I am the monster that lives under your bed. Hello, dear listeners. This is the first episode of my first ever podcast, and I sincerely hope that you are as excited as I am. Now, I don't particularly have a topic for today's episode, so I thought that instead, I would tell the rather long and harrowing story that led to this podcast's creation. See, when I decided I wanted to make a podcast, I didn't really have a clear topic in mind. I just like hearing the sound of my own voice. Then I had a stroke of genius. I would choose a different thing that made me angry each week and spend the entire podcast ranting about that thing. It was fresh, original, and gloriously negative. However, when I did a test of this format, which consisted of me ranting about women's sweaters until my shower ran cold, I realized that it was not at all sustainable. There was no way that I would be able to keep up that podcast for as long as I wanted to run it. So I was left with no podcast ideas and an email saying that my microphone and pop filter had just shipped. It was at this point I started to panic. I had no other ideas, but I desperately wanted to make this podcast. I thought maybe I could do episodes about both things I love and things I hate, making a sort of alternating series full of emotional extremes and shaky logic. But those two ideas just seemed so far-fetched, so trivial, that I couldn't bring myself to commit. And then I realized something so blatantly obvious that I couldn't believe I hadn't realized it earlier. No one cares. No one cares about what I hate or love. No one cares about me. I could scream into the void about why capitalism is bad, or why tea is best when drank precisely 3.37pm, and it would remain unfeeling and silent. Not a single person would notice or acknowledge my existence. There would be no benefits, emotional or monetary, to reap. By this point, I was having thoughts far too profound for the small home in which I reside, so I left to go to the one place where profound thoughts can be had. I went to the forest. See, there are many forests by my home. So many, in fact, that it might be shocking to you that I do not live within one. However, living within forests has been strictly prohibited for decades, following many incidents involving man-eating trees. I instead live on the edge of a forest. My property is small, quaint even, and it is veritably dwarfed by the trees that tower over it. When I first moved into my home after completing my education, I took to going on long walks through the forest, observing how the sun dappled the ground with light from above the tree's branches, and watching a squirrel-like animal dart, or maybe hop, or quite possibly slither? behind a low shrub. The forest by my home is kind and welcoming, as long as you leave before nightfall, for when it is dark, the lines between our world and a world similar but different are blurred, and it is difficult to see if you are crossing the threshold of a land you do not wish to enter. But I am respectful, and a smart forest walker, 
who nods to the squirrel-like creatures when they dart hop slither into my path and thanks the trees for their shade and the ground for its plants and avoids ring of mushrooms that seem to quietly call my name. I am kind to the forest, and in return it is kind to me back. I like the forest by my home. But it was not the forest by my home that called my name that day. No, it was a forest far from my home, one that I had not yet explored and, up until that point, had had no intention of ever exploring. See, the trees in this forest were thick and impenetrable by the sun. They loomed over me, their leaves rustling in a way that, that sounded like whispering. The flora there was unlike any I had ever seen before, with leaves and wood in dark shades of purple and green. The bark of the trees was the strangest of all. It, it was sticky to the touch, but not a sort of sugar-like sticky. No, this bark was sticky in the way that only something covered in thousands of tiny little needles is sticky. I tried to pry some off of a tree before I entered the forest, but it behaved strangely. My bark prying instrument, a flat piece of metal that comes to a gentle point at one end, did not pry as much as gouge at the surface of the tree, revealing a layer of much softer wood beneath it that seemed to be oozing a sort of dark, red, viscous sap that smelled sickly sweet. Regardless, I packaged the small amount of bark that I had managed to collect and stowed it in my pocket before venturing into the forest. I started out on a trail, because this forest has strict rules about remaining on the trails to avoid the horrors that lurk in the shadows of the trees, but Alice in Wonderland style, I diverged to follow something that looked vaguely like a rabbit. My chase led deeper and deeper into the forest until I lost sight of both my probably furry friend and the trail that I had left. I made sure not to panic, as I know that that can make orienting yourself rather difficult, and I started walking in a straight line. No forest is endless, so I figured that if I just walked in one direction, I would eventually find the edge of the trees. I had used this method many a time when I had gotten lost in the forest by my home. Hours later, the forest felt endless. Unlike the forest by my home, the trees did not sway and rustle in the breeze, urging me ever onwards towards the edge of the forest, or a path. In this forest, there was no breeze, but the trees still rustled. I tried not to think too hard about this anomaly and pushed on doing my best to avoid snagging my clothes on the rough bark of the surrounding trees, but it became difficult as they got thicker and thicker. As I passed a rather large one with a wide trunk, I saw dark sap seeping from what looked like three deep gashes in the bark, right at the height of my head. I quickened my pace after that, 
The problem with my straight line is that it eventually led to me tumbling down the side of a sizable ravine and into the mud and plant matter that populated the bottom. As I lay there, feeling mud and other unidentifiable goop seep into my clothing, I knew two things. There was no hope of climbing out, and the sun was setting. I picked myself up off the ground and walked along the base of the ravine, steep walls of rock and dirt rising up on either side of me, far too dangerous to climb. As I walked, I, I thought about the map of the forest that I had briefly consulted before leaving my small, safe home, and realized that I couldn't recall seeing a ravine of this or any size on the map. I figured I was just misremembering things, though as I left my house in a, in a rather frenzied state. But now as I look on the map again, I don't see the ravine. Regardless, I tricked on, trying my best to avoid the thick, gnarled tree roots that seemed to writhe and pulse on the ravine's floor. Eventually, long after the sky had gone dark and the trees around me had fallen horrifyingly silent, I found a section of the ravine wall that seemed less steep, and in fact, looked climbable. I dragged myself up hand over tired hand until I could finally collapse at the top. And it was there, with my clothes torn and rumpled, blood and sweat drying on my skin, my hair must, and at least five bones in places and configurations that they shouldn't have been in, that I realized for a second time that no one cares. No one will ever care. Humans are selfish, asshole bastards who are only focused on hedonistic self-pleasure, and no matter what I do, I will always be at the mercy of an uncaring universe. My life is meaningless and empty. Everyone's is. By then I had lost a lot of blood, and however unwise it may have been, I let my eyes slip shut. When they opened what felt like mere seconds later, I found myself lying on the forest floor. The ravine was long gone, but I had no memory of moving away from it. Through the dense canopy of trees, I could just make out the stars in the sky, blurring and spiraling together, too bright to look at, but too entrancing to close my eyes against. A quiet rustling to my left broke the silence of the forest. I awoke back at home, half submerged in my bathtub, the water turned brown from the viscera and dirt on my clothes. I had no memory of returning home, of filling up my bathtub, or even of getting into it. All I was left with was a lingering chill on my skin, and a third and final realization. I don't care either. 
If humans are self-centered jerks who spend their lives puttering around looking for their next source of meaningless joy and entertainment, then I am no different. This whole time, I was so worried about my podcast in the context of other people that I forgot the whole reason I was making it. For myself. And another thing. I don't need a topic. Can one not just scream nonsense into the void? Is it so bad if I spend a few measly minutes of my pointless little life talking about absolutely nothing in particular? Will it matter when I die? No, because no one will care, and that means that the consequences are non-existent. So, dear listeners, there you go. The story of this podcast's lovely creation. I have a feeling it's going to be quite a fun ride from here. I do hope you'll join me. So long, for now.